0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Baptist Church podcast. My name is Justin Wheeler. I am the preaching pastor for Cornerstone. And today we are in week 39 of our journey through the Heidelberg Catechism. Today I'm going to be talking to you about question 104. It's only one question again this week, but it too is significant. So let's go ahead and get started. We're in that section of the catechism that is trying to help guide and help us understand how we respond to the grace of God with gratitude. And one of the ways we do that is by our not only faith in God and Christ, but also our obedience to Him. And so we're going back and we're looking at the commandments of God, specifically the 10 commandments of God and trying to understand how the gospel informs our obedience to these commandments. And we're in the fifth commandment this week. So let's look back to Deuteronomy 5, verse 16, and understand the fifth commandment. Here's what it reads. Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God commanded you, that your days may be long and that it may go well with you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now, it's no surprise to most of us that God wants us to take the parent-child relationship seriously. Um, This is part of the Ten Commandments, right? This is what we would understand to be the second table of the law. The first four commandments really deal with our relationship to God uh, respectfully. And then how we deal with our relationship with everyone else comes You know, in the second table of the law, starting with this particular command, the fifth commandment. And this commandment focuses in on the first uh, human relationship that we have and the most foundational and, and really the most important human relationship we have between parents and their children. And for most of us, this is not a surprise that God wants us to take this so seriously. Like many of you, I grew up with this commandment in mind, and I have always generally accepted that it was right for children to honor their parents, even when I, as a child, didn't want to honor mine. But for God to make it one of the Ten Commandments, it really does. It shows us just how important this command really is, and just how important the relationship between parent and child truly is. Uh, The command is also restated in the New Testament, and it's expanded a little bit. Uh, It's restated in several of the, the, the epistles, Paul's epistles, uh, but in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 1, we read this, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And then he quotes Deuteronomy 5.16, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Right. So the whole idea of a promise is that if we honor our father and mother, then our our time in this world will be a blessed time. When we respectfully submit to the authority that God has placed over us by giving us to our parents, that is a an, an indication that our lives will be a blessed life. We will live long in the land. But it continues on in Ephesians 6 verse 4. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, Paul tells us here that obedience to parents is right, that it comes with a promise, but he also points out that how parents relate to their children is important too. All of that to say, there's plenty for us to consider in this fifth commandment, and the Heidelberg is, is going to help us to do just that. So here's question number 104. We've looked at what the Bible actually says in both the Old and the New Testament. Now let's look at the Heidelberg Catechism and see how it reflects what the Bible teaches. Question 104. What is God's will for you in the fifth commandment? And here's the answer. That I honor, love, and be loyal to my father and mother and all those in authority over me that I obey and submit to them as is proper when they correct and punish me, and also that I be patient with their failings, for through them God chooses to rule us. Okay, first, I want to notice, I want you to notice with me, that this answer extends the responsibility of submission to authority beyond the parent-child relationship. It says to honor, love, and be loyal to your parents, but that's just the start. Um, in, that's, that's the general way that we would apply this fifth commandment. But there's a broader way. Submission to all those in authority is included in this answer. Now, why is that? Well, a little bit of history. The church has long understood and taught that the fifth commandment should be applied not just to the parent-child relationship, but to all relationships where authority and submission is being uh, displayed all the catechisms and confessions specifically of the reformation for example they are tr- they treat the command to honor father and and mother as applicable to All other authority subordinate relationships. So when you read in the New Testament, uh, for instance, I mentioned those epistles earlier, when you read uh, Paul in Ephesians 6 or you read Paul in Colossians 3, and you come to what are referred to as the household codes, where Paul gives instruction for the husband and the wife and the children and servants and whatnot. When you get to those household codes as they are described, we see this series of relationships and each one of those relationships has this authority subordinate structure. And the church for for many years has seen that the fifth commandment applies to these relationships as well. What this means is that God has commanded that humanity, that human society be ordered in such a way that it reflects a proper respect for authority and a proper respect for those in submission. Citizens should submit to government authorities, and government authorities, you know, shouldn't take advantage of their citizens. Romans 13, the church should, should submit to its leaders, and leaders should do their job in loving and, and guiding and protecting the church. Hebrews 13, 17, wives should submit to their own husbands. Husbands should love their wives. Ephesians 5, 22, servants should submit to their masters, and masters shouldn't be harsh with their servants. You see that also in Ephesians 6. You see that in Philemon and other passages. And of course, children should obey parents, and parents shouldn't provoke their children to anger. So th- this commandment uh, about authority is not just about um, submission to that authority, but the right exercise of that authority under the, the uh, obedience, general obedience to God. And it's important to point out that there are clearly exception to the command to obey authority. And there is even biblical precedent for it. And here's why. Because authority can and is abused at times. Parents can be abusive to their children, and they can make demands that violate God's will. Leaders in, in all spheres of life can often command something that God forbids. And in such cases, our response should be to obey God rather than men, Acts 5.29. But on the whole, it is God's design that parents lead, they guide, and they exercise authority while children obey their authority in a way that pleases God. And you could apply that structure, that authority taking appropriate responsibility and submission being offered as being right. This is something that God ordains. It's something that God commands. But in the specific command of the fifth commandment, God calls children to obey parents. God calls children to follow their parents' instruction in everything. And this type of relationship is right in the eyes of God. Now, this obedience is something that pleases the Lord. But if we're honest, we don't see this playing out in our culture in abundance. In fact, in my opinion, we we often see the opposite. Now, why, why is that? Why don't we see more obedience from children to parents? Well, part of it is the mindset of our culture. I mean, part of it is the fact that we are broken, sinful, rebellious people. But part of it is the mindset of our culture is very confused about all of these roles, but especially the role of children with parents. In in that relationship, we have overstressed, as a culture, we have overstressed the rights of a child and overemphasized the individuality of a child to such a degree that, that we've stripped parents of any real authority or right or responsibility, and we see kids trampling on their parents and really, anyone else in their way, it is more common in our culture to see children disrespect and dishonor their parents than the opposite. We we consider it the normal course of things for children to rebel against their parents' authority, and it has resulted in many parents simply giving up. I mean, when I was younger, teenage rebellion was celebrated. Uh, it was celebrated in every sphere of life. It was celebrated in music. It was celebrated in in movies. It was celebrated in art. It was just. It was something that was um, It was seen as commonplace. It was viewed as the throwing off of patriarchal oppression. And this language has only become more commonplace over the last few decades. I'm, I'm 42, so I haven't been in the adult ranks that long. And, and to see how culture has shifted is really quite frightening. Uh, here's a quote from Kevin DeYoung in his book, uh, the good news we almost forgot. He says, Never before has our cultural ethos done more to allow for and encourage youthful immaturity. Kids are coddled and their preferences catered to in the home and in the society at large. And contrary to the fears of some, he says, most households are less patriarchy and more kindergarchy. Now, I love the turn of phrase there, but hes I think he's absolutely right. What, he, what he's saying here is that we have completely overturned this understanding of the proper place of authority and the proper place of submission, specifically as it relates to children. Our culture just doesn't really have any good handle on this. But God's Word comes in the fifth commandment in Ephesians 6. God's Word comes and it holds out a standard and it says that it is not right for children to break this command. It is not right for parents to provoke children to anger in such a way that it will naturally lead to rebellion. It is, however, right for children to to obey their parents and for parents to lovingly guide their kids as parents. Now, let's go back to that whole idea of children not being provoked. So it says in Ephesians 6, 4, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, God wants us to know in this that the responsibilities within the parent-child relationship go both ways, right? Children are to obey and parents are to lovingly encourage their children. Uh, the term fathers here, by the way, just, just so you know, fathers can refer to both parents because after all, children aren't commanded to obey their fathers only. But it may be that fathers are being singled out for their role in this place. They're, they're being singled out because within the scope of understanding the household, God has given the primary leadership... God has made man or fathers to be the head of the household. So it may just be that the Apostle Paul is singling out fathers because of their role in overseeing all of the household and and the upbringing of their children as part of God's design on the family. But here's what God is saying to fathers and mothers. Don't provoke your children. Don't lead them to discouragement. And and before you just reject this, the phrase suggests that there is a way that we as parents can engage our children to the point that they take our leadership as a challenge to them. Uh, Now, we're not responsible for all of that because sometimes uh, children, just uh, there's just a sinful, rebellious impulse in them. But what what Paul and the, the Spirit of God is trying to help us avoid is not provoking our children unnecessarily. Instead of bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, what is happening when we're provoking our children is the parents are nagging or they're irritating or they're demanding. They're provoking their children in such a way that kids just want to give up. They don't want to try to obey. They don't want to try to please their parents. And sometimes this means that children feel like complete failures uh, because they're unable to please their parents. Sometimes we put standards on our kids that are just uh, unrealistic and we shouldn't do that. For those kind of kids, they feel like nothing is ever good enough. They feel like no accomplishment will ever make mom and dad happy. And then on the other hand, sometimes this means that children feel provoked and angry when mom and dad are, are, are like mom and dad are prodding them into a fight or a competition. And there are ways, if you're a parent, you know this, there are ways that we can interact with our children that has a tendency to bring this out of them. And there's a a way that we can interact with them that makes them want to fight back. And Paul is saying we need to avoid both. The goal in parenting is to teach and instruct and discipline and love and correct and nurture our children in such a way in the truth of God that that not only does our relationship to them grow, but their relationship to God grows and our relationship together begins to reflect the love that God has shown us in the gospel. So the fifth commandment applies to a lot of different things. It applies to the parent-child relationship. It, it applies to the child-parent relationship. It applies to all the relationships of authority and submission that we see throughout culture and society. And, and, and oh, by the way, this fifth commandment also applies to those of us who are older and, and are even parents ourselves. We still have a responsibility to honor our aging parents in a way that gives glory to God. Now, we're not under their roof, and we're not you know, obeying their commands in the same way that we did when we were children, but we should still work to maintain our relationship to them, to help them, listen to their advice, and seek to be a blessing to them, even though the relational dynamics have changed since we've moved out of the home. So there are numerous ways that we see this fifth commandment still applying in our lives today. And the focus here is obviously on the relationship between parents and children, which is the first and most important within society. But as we zoom out, we see... That this principle of respect of authority extends throughout human civilization because no culture will flourish when there is no order, trust, and mutual respect. Oh, oh, and by the way, last thing God has commanded the ordering of society upon the foundation of truth, mutual respect, and, and, and authority structures in such a way that we get a glimpse of what it means to be in a right relationship to Him, our Creator, God, and King. So thanks for joining me today to learn more about uh, this authority structure and the relationships underneath it. Next week, we're going to continue to study these Ten Commandments. We're going to be looking at the Sixth Commandment, which prohibits the taking of human life, but it also has some implications for how we are to treat our neighbors. So I hope you will join me for that discussion as we look at Lord's Day 40 and questions 105 through 107. Now, if you want to learn more about Cornerstone Baptist Church, you can find us online at cornerstonewiley.org, and you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at CBC Wiley. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash cornerstonewiley, and you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play or whatever your favorite podcast catcher is so that you can stay up to date on all the new content. Thank you so much for listening.